I seen my dad take his last breath in front of my face, so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? When I when I get an opportunity to get out the hood, I want to do something. I want to honor him. Yes, sir. I want to break all our generational curses. For me, it's really re realizing and acknowledging that you not okay, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Or you don't fucking know everything. The average black man that was in the household was never taught how to love. They was taught how to take care. Think about it. When you when even even all the way to your grandmoms, like right. they got a hot plate for you, they gonna take care of their grandkids, right. right? Nowadays, you know, we more so now it's like how can we pit ourselves on to right. so that we can carry our kids with a with a tradition of no no generational curses. Yo, what's good? What's poppin'? What it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. Cam Newton, the son, Mr. Boogie to all, here with another episode of Funky Friday. Now, today we are in for a treat because there's levels, really levels to this shit. Shout out to Philly. You dig what I'm saying? And we got a Philly native here in our presence. There's levels to entrepreneurship. There's levels to hustlers. This is an extreme entrepreneur, a person that really got it out of the mud, the owner, the founder of Big Dave Cheesesteaks. I ain't fucked that up. You dig what I'm saying? My man, Derek Hayes. What's up, big dog? What's up, brother? <clears throat> yes, sir. Man, so much to talk about in, 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 in such a short span, bro, but Derek, Dave, Derek, Dave, how do, how do we come up with that, that name? Well, in 2009, my dad had passed away from lung cancer, mm. but I seen my dad take his last breath in front of my face, so I'm like, you know what I'm saying? When I, when I get an opportunity to get out the hood, I want to do something. I want to honor him. Yes, sir. I want to break all our generational curses. So I was able to come to Atlanta and name my business after him, and wow. it was called Big Dave's. Mm. So everybody see me and be like, damn, you skinny. Who Big Dave? Now that's my dad. <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm saying? I've been representing him since 2014 with this brand. Mm. So that's how it all got started. Man, that's that's what's up. Now, did you go to college? I tried, man. It wasn't for me. But but to this, and I always have to remind people, I'm I'm not only speaking for myself, but I'm speaking for the people who's going to see this and, and, and be impacted by the words that you bless us with. You know what I'm saying? Now, throughout that time when you were finding yourself, the 18, 19, 20-year-old, uh, you know, D, how... Like what? What was that transition like? Well, for me, I, like just like you, an athlete, I played basketball my whole life. Okay. So I only had in going to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I ain't have another second option I wanted to do. So when that didn't happen for me, I was lost. I'm trying to figure it out because when everybody in your family stroking your ego and they think that's where you're going, and then you don't you don't do it, you trying to figure out like, damn, did I let everybody down? Right. And then I watched my dad work Monday through Friday, supporting everything with me, buying me sneaks buying me gear to support my dream, mm -hmm. and then I don't do it. So I was kind of like in a shame for a little while. Wow. Then I wound up getting in the streets, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure out my way then. Then I wound up start selling drugs, getting in trouble. And then one thing led after another, but my wake-up call for me was when I got arrested. Mm -hmm. I got arrested in um, 2008. Task Force knocked on my door, came down, locked me up. I'm fighting a case for like eight, nine months. You know what I'm saying? I don't know whether I'm going to jail or I'm not. But the whole time I'm looking at my dad, I'm like, damn, I got to still look at you and know that I let you down, know that right. you ain't raised me like this. Right. But at the same time, 
I don't ask nobody for nothing. Mm -hmm. I want my own money. I want my own clothes. I want my, you know what I'm saying? Everything. Man, so that right there, yeah. it's a it's a culture, it's a cultural curse. It is. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, fuck culture, fuck race, fuck all that. That's a human issue. It is. It's a pride thing. Oh my God. And, and the reason why that though is because the communities that we grew up in, just think about this though, mm -hmm. right? When you're a little kid, just say if you got a toy for Christmas. Right. Everybody on the block want that toy, mm -hmm. right? But you hold on that toy because you got it. Right. We ain't never had nothing. Mm. So when we get older, we hold on to that same thing. Success, right. feelings, you know what I'm saying? Whether you getting money, you want to be the man. And right. we don't know how to put everybody else on through that. Correct. So you don't want to ask nobody for nothing because you look like the weak link mm -hmm. in, the, in the circle, you know what I'm saying? Or in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you go do is like, I'm going to go do the same thing. I'm going to go get it. Right. But that's the mentality that we got all the way from birth, you know what I'm saying? It's a childhood trauma. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think for, for, for me, it's really re realizing and acknowledging that you not okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or you don't fucking know everything. You feel yeah. me? And obviously, you have a seeds of your own. Like, when I have children or when I had children and seeing them grow and develop into their own curiosity that the, the universe, you know, puts on them. And when they ask certain questions, I always try to hit them with the... You know what, son? That's a, I don't know. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's Google find out. Siri, no. But, but watch this though. But even the way you was brought up, the way you you got you, your kids now, mm -hmm. the resource and the opportunity look different. Yeah. Because of the work you put in. Right. So we gotta watch our parents put all the work in, right? But mm -hmm. they did it either the blue collar way. When you growing up, you see everything that they did, and you try to do it differently. Emulate it, right? Yeah, so that now you can give your children another outlet. Mm -hmm. We wasn't, you know, we was. I wouldn't say, you know, we was cheated because our parents only knew how to take care of families. Correct. You know what I'm saying? I just was telling somebody today, the average black man that was in the household was never taught how to love. They was taught how to take mm -hmm. care. Think about it. When you when even even all the way to your grandmoms, like right. they got a hot plate for you, they gonna take care of their grandkids, yeah, right? Nowadays, you know, we more so now it's like how can we put ourselves on to right. so that we can carry our kids with a with a tradition of no no generational curses. Correct. And then everybody use the financial literacy thing, but financial literacy ain't just money. Financial right. literacy is understanding the knowledge to give to your kids so that you can carry the legacy. Right now you can leave 50 million, 100 million behind, mm -hmm. but if they don't got the education to keep it, they're gonna lose it. Correct. So that generational pattern ain't gonna carry on. The sad thing, the sad thing about, you know, where we are right now as a uh, as a world, right? If you have everybody start from scratch, right? I take your money, you take my money, everybody starts from ground zero. See what I'm saying? In two years. You will still then become that same version of yourself. Nah, that's the fact. You see what I'm saying? If that's you was broke as hell, you're gonna be broke as fuck in two years. If you was rich as a motherfucker, the mentality, the mentality that you yeah. have, you still gonna go out there. Don't worry about it. Take it all. I, I can get it back. I know how to get it because back. Because you gotta, but but it's is it's gotta be in you though. And you gotta mm -hmm. be around like-minded people. Yes, sir. Because no, no matter how much you wanna be successful. If you're around a whole group of people that don't understand the mission, mm -hmm. eventually those bad traumas that is going to rub off on you, so you can't never escape it. Correct. You know what I'm saying? That's why you know honestly when you come to when you look at Atlanta, you look at black excellence, right? Mm -hmm. 
But a lot of people here come from other cities. Mm-hmm. They left their city and came here to try to better themselves. But what they do, they they put themselves around like-minded people. Right. No matter where you at in the world, you're gonna run into you know certain situations that ain't good for you. Right. But when you're around like multiple different people, you can walk in rooms and they can relate to you. Right. And then you get around people that's smarter than you. You're right. gonna want more out your life. You know so, what I'm saying? So to that to that thing, and there's a quote that says, "If you surround yourself with five millionaires." You will soon be the sixth. Nah, that's a fact. Like real shit. That's a fact. What what has you know really you know staying on this entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur entre I'll be having a problem saying that too. <laughs> entrepreneurial. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, topic. What has the streets taught you about business? Everything. Mm. Like when I tell you. You know, it's no different than, I try to tell the kids, it's no different than you going out there when you selling drugs, right? Or you breaking the law to go mm-hmm. get money and get a re-up, right? That's your tax. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you in the streets right now hustling, it's the same thing as an entrepreneur right now that own a restaurant. You got to keep your re-up. You got to pay your workers. You know what I'm saying? So we actually learning this stuff in, in a hood. In a different trade. In a different way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now... If you take your same brain that you're not a hustle off of and then make it legal, you are an entrepreneur. The yeah. average young kid right now in the ghetto is a super entrepreneur and don't know it. Because right. if they came from buying whatever, it could be buying $100 worth of whatever they're getting mm-hmm. to them spending spending 30000 later on, you know what I'm saying? Whatever they work their way up to, whatever they grabbing at that point, it's the same thing as business. Right. I'm, if I'm scaling my restaurants, right, I got to make more money. I got to be able to buy another restaurant. Right. I got to be able to know what my profit and loss is to be able to keep my business rolling. Right. I got to be able to get more employees to keep those restaurants maintained. Mm-hmm. Same thing as the streets. You know what I'm saying? Those rules apply the same way, but what we get our trick by ourselves is the money. We say, okay, the money ain't coming. It might be a little slower. Mm-hmm. But I just told your guy, like, when you stay consistent, when the people understand your consistency, right. they start watching you. And then money gonna start pouring into you because they see the pattern and the mission that you on. They start saluting you. They want to be on that. And to be honest, I tell people all the time, I'm not your average looking CEO. I got forty some tattoos on my body. So rooms I walk in sometimes, you know, they looking at me like, you know, what I'm saying, who, who is this fuck kid? Is buddy? Yeah, yeah, who is this kid? Right. But then I can go and say, well, I was on the Forbes list. I did this and that and that and that. Yeah. And that resume gonna speak, but I'm still cool. myself. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm still being able to maintain my identity right. without changing and still giving them something they don't see because nine times out of ten, they don't know the shit that we've been through. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what them communities look like. They can see it on the news, right. but they ain't never seen it like or 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 felt it. It ain't tangible. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not something that they can really yeah. touch and see or even know anybody. Or even that know it. Yeah. Or even have anybody around them that know it. Right. Elon Musk had a quote, a statement that said, "Who doesn't." A, a a drug kingpin is more suitable to teach a person about business than a college professor. So I believe that. You know why? Because I believe that just because you read it in a book and you learned it don't even mean, mean that you mastered it. Mm. But if I walk through something and I spent my money and it hurt, yeah. you know how you lose a bag? It right. hurt. Like I lost seven figures and went down to zero and had to get it back. Right. That's the That's the hardest thing in my life I had to accomplish other than losing my father because... The thing is this, my mind was rich, but my pockets was broke. Mm-hmm. So you can't get out of that. You know, you might be going to the mall like, damn, I'm about to go buy that, and then realize, damn, I spent all the money. Mm. And then 
that shame, that pride, you know what I'm saying, that feeling that's in your gut, you don't want nobody else to know that. Right. So what you're going to do is you're going to get off your ass and you're going to grind hard as you can grind to get back. Right. Now, you could be a dreamer and never felt it. Mm -hmm. that's, like being in, that's like being with a, a lady and never been in love. Mm. And then your homeboy like telling you, like, damn, I love my lady, man. She's my best friend, everything. And you sitting there like, damn, I wonder why I don't got that feeling. Right. You know what I'm saying? She I'm doing everything. Yeah. Clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. My dad always told me, man, you know, you, you'll find out if you're, in love, if you're in love after you had sex and when you lay down with a woman and you still can lay in the bed after mm -hmm. you get your shit off. That's just real right. rap. You know what I'm saying? It's two, it's two things that sex does in a relationship. Don't matter what type of relationship it is, platonic, serious, or whatever. The two things. It's either going to bring you closer or it's going to. Separate yeah, you. separate you. That's a fact. It don't matter how bad she is. It don't matter how good looking he is, bro. At the end of the day, dog, you got to make that when you when you go get yourself together. Yeah. You feel me? You are gonna say to yourself like, "Damn, all right, I'm." What's the escape plan? Yeah, what's you know the? What yeah, no, that's the fact. Or it's gonna be like, "Damn, damn, like what's up? Like let's chat. We's talking." You or know sometimes what that was supposed to be your friend. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the other thing, like men, like for me, you know, when you when you get around certain situations, you learn control differently. Mm -hmm. Like everybody that get in your way are utilized in certain ways, you know what I'm saying? So when you coming up, you know what I'm saying, however you was raised or whatever, you see a young lady, you know, she might have supposed to have been your, your vessel to get you to the next level, you know what I'm saying, might give you some information to clear, clear, clear your mind up. Right. And then you go ahead and hit, and then mess your whole thing it's up. The, it's the, the energy off. Yeah, because it wasn't the alignment you were supposed to be on. Correct. That's like what, when I when I um, met Pinky, like I knew that this was going to be my partner, but also I knew that I was attracted to her. I was attracted to the way she carried herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was looking for that. And and to be honest, like anything that come to you, sometimes it could just be a blessing you never seen. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you just looking around, looking around, you looking, you can't get it. That's like right now, athlete trying to get to where they trying to go, and then they feel like nobody's really watching them. You know what I'm saying? Until you just really work hard on your game, yeah. And and the world gonna see that. You know what I'm saying? They gonna see the hard work. They gonna see the consistency that you putting in. The same thing with a woman. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Bro, you, you you in your bag right now? I'm gonna talk about <laughs> the good one too. And you're saying a lot, but I want to kind of backtrack a little bit where. You know, it's it's a two-part question. Number one, how was it being featured in Forbes, you know what I'm saying, as an entrepreneur? I ain't even gonna lie, bro. I probably read the article probably a hundred times because <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> no, because, shit. no, because like I remember times where I couldn't feed myself. You know what I'm saying? I remember times where like I'm I'm staying I'm, I'm staying in my car, you know what I'm saying, all type of stuff, but now I see my name printed. And I come from the bottom, I come from the ghetto, the average household probably forty thousand dollars, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Collectively. Collectively. And now you're saying, like, damn, people are noticing the work, they noticing the income I'm pitting out, right. they seeing the levels change. But for me, it wasn't just about me though. It was about all the youngins in the ghettos, all the young ladies in the ghettos. They see somebody that look like them do it. Yes. As an entrepreneur though. Yes. Not not athlete, not, no not rap, nigga, no, not none no, of that. Not no nigga out here really just you know, going about it in a, in a uh, risky way. Yeah, in a risky way. You feel me? But at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, damn, what's next? Right. See, that's how I, that's how I am. Like, I don't stay stagnant with what feel good right now. Mm -hmm. 
I look at it like, all right, what's next? Yeah. I got to keep going because at the end of the day, if I keep going, I'm going to keep motivating. You know what I'm saying? If I right. keep motivating, I'm helping our people realize that we be tricking ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, it's both sides. Just like, you know, I'm a people's person, white or black, don't matter what the race mm-hmm. is. If you see me, a young kid, which you look at to the community as maybe uh, not so good to you, right. you know what I'm saying? But you don't understand the culture. A threat to society. Yeah, a threat to society. But then... You see a person like me and they talk to me, they're like, damn, ain't so bad. Because we only raised off what we see. Correct. Like I tell yeah, I tell people right now, the Gen Z's, they're not gonna grow up so much as you know where the white and black as racism and all that, right? It's it's like probably two and a half generations right now that's still out here, right? That's still living. Mm -hmm. It's us, the ones before us, and the um, ones a little way older than us, right? But the way that they was brought up, the Gen Zs are, are really getting raised off technology. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So now, when, when if we don't if we don't change the forefoot, what we we was raised off of and how we seen things and just looking at people as people, the world never going to change the right way. Right. And I just told this to my guy this morning on the phone. I, you know, I got people that I call. I think it's important that you call one of your guys and y'all have a conversation in the mornings. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, whoever that you look up to or y'all can have a good conversation, we, the way we look at currency, right? Mm-hmm. If you look all the way back to the early days, they had to get people to represent something and say that was, I need this to survive, and that was gold, right? Mm. Then when we started wanting gold, everybody wanted gold, you know, back in the, them days, then it switched to what? Currency. Mm-hmm. They gotta make you want something to control you. So right now, no matter how bad that we say that you know money ain't everything, the way the world works is we need it to survive. We got to pay bills. We got to take care of our families. We need it for ourselves. All this feels good. You can take a person right now that might be stressed out, feel like they life over. If you drop a million dollars in the account, they feel like, oh, man, I'm living the best life yeah. in the world. I feel good. But yeah. we let that get so much power in our life instead of you know letting the people do that. You know what I'm saying? And I think for me, what I'm pushing is... I'm not chasing money. I'm chasing levels. Because mm. I know that the bigger the level I get, the money going to chase me. But I'm going to be able to put a lot of people on and see my mission and my dreams and what I'm doing. So, so to that, being featured in Forbes, having all this you know, recognition in a, let's say, industry that your 15-year-old self probably didn't even say, like, cheesesteaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how has that been? Because when you do come into money, there's a lot of distractions. A lot of those distractions aren't evil distractions. They're people who see your success and either feel old because they know you, or it's just like, bro, help me out. To those guys, homeboys, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, cousins, you know what I'm saying? What's the, what's the means of your kind of tactic to, to, to be able to help out somebody without handicapping them? So. That's a good that's a good question. I think the best thing you could do is you can give people their dream, try to help them with their mission because handing somebody some money, they ain't earn that, they're gonna spend it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if they work for it, they might look at it differently. And to be honest, you know who's gonna mess the bag up in your family. Mm-hmm. You know who you're gonna give money to, who's gonna keep coming back to. So you ever seen that movie, uh, what's that joint? The cookout? When yes, the basketball sir. player? Mm-hmm. That's really how the black flames are when you when you make it. You right. know what I'm saying? But everybody don't understand, the more money you make, the more bills you got, because the Correct. more payroll you got, the surround you to protect you. Correct. And see, I be, you know, I tell my family this all the time, like, it, it looks good. Everything looks good from the outside looking in, right. you know what I'm saying? But I got to now pay over 100 people a month, you know what I'm right. saying? 
I now own 20 properties that I got to pay taxes on. Right. I now got taxes that I got to pay on myself that I make a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All these things, you know, there's a lot of middlemen in these situations. You know how it is. Yeah, exactly. So all we can do is we can try to put people in position by what they want to do out of their life. Now, somebody come to you with a business plan that's in your family and it makes sense. I think that, you know, if you're in a good situation where you could help that family member out, yeah, you should do it because... It's better than two, um, one person if you got two and three people out there in a mission helping you break those generational curses. I know sometimes I want to go to the dinner table when somebody else pull out their wallet and pay the pay the bill. You, you can get taxing. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me, that's 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 how I look at it. Yeah. For 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 that whole, you know, being the uh, cash cow, so to speak, of the family or the, of the group of the you know what I'm saying the entourage or whatever. When was your moment where you was like, okay, I got this shit? When I went broke. Because you know why? When I went broke, nobody was around. But when you, what, first off, what time was that? Like, take me through the, so, through the year as well as when you really came into money where you're like, bro, I ain't going to fuck this up. And, and, and I feel comfortable with living a lifestyle that I can control the, the, the tempo. So I would say... Uh, so I got my I got my first bag in uh in 2014, mm. and I and I was disabled for over five years, so I never got to enjoy life. I got hooked on pills and all that, being a pain patient, at, and I'm partying all over Atlanta. Feels good. Uh. Bag is gone, right? When the bag is gone, I'm like, damn, all I got is my gas station location. But I named it after my father, so how can I fail? I felt like. Like I literally, my dad died in front of my face and literally I promised him that I was going to get out the street. I was going to stand on my own 10 toes. I was going to break my generational curses. I was really going to make a difference for the family. Right. But I failed again. Like I failed him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So this is the second time I'm feeling like this to True. somebody I really honor. So I'm like, you know what? I ain't playing with this shit no more. Mm. Like this time I get the bag, I'm going to keep the bag. So what I started doing differently is I stopped spending money. And start making money that can pay for other things that was my vices. Mm -hmm. So like right now, you can have millions in the bank, but if you don't have residual income, you're going to go broke. Oh you know God. what I'm saying? You're going to go yeah. broke for a fact. You ain't going to be able to replace that. Yeah, eventually. eventually. No matter how much money you got, you're going to go broke. Man, we was just talking about this. Like, you know, cats see those checks coming in. Okay, boom. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a crippling effect where your visual sees something that it thinks it will always be there until you start swiping, boom, yeah. type it in, boom, do this, boom, swipe it again, boom. Then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I only got 16,000 when I'm used to seeing 300,000 yeah, in my account. And, and that's really, that was really my story, to be honest. Like, you, cause when you start, when you, you can, you can have a million dollars, say if you spent $20,000, you don't feel it. Mm. You see it, the change in your bank account, it might say $980,000, right? But you like, all right, I'm going to replace that 20 or whatever. Right. You get to a half a million, you're like, all right, I'm going to replace this half a million, I'm going to get it back. But then chasing that money, you're going to wind up blowing the rest of it because if you don't have a real plan, a right. real solid plan, chasing a plan with no plan, you're going to go broke. Eventually. You know what I'm saying? If, eventually. It's inevitable. Yeah, you're going to go broke. Right. So you, so you got to have patience, man. And I tell people all the time, like, Learn your craft and learn what you're doing before you try to, you know what I'm saying, spin the bag. But even, but to that point, it's easy, like, and for a viewer who sees this, they may say, Cam, it's easy for you to say that. You're an athlete. They say, Derek, 
it's easy for you to talk about getting the bag because you got the bag, right? What drove you into this? Like, was was your pops into food? Was he a chef? No, you know what's funny, bro? <laughs> me going broke drove me into it because what it, what it was is like, sometimes we don't know what our, our, our mission and our passion really is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm with my grandfather growing up, so... I got sent to Athens, Georgia, like in 2001, right? Mm. So before I'm in Athens, I'm in Philly, but every summer, my grandparents live in Athens. Mm -hmm. So my dad low-key keeping me out the streets every summer so I ain't ain't getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. So my my mentality growing up was always a little different from like other people. I'll be sitting on the block and I'll be like, damn, man, it's it's more out here than this. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I got to do something else. I was always that individual that wanted to chase. And when I when I uh, built my location, I hired cooks. So my mom, I never forget that she was just like, "Why are you hiring cooks when you know how to cook? Won't you come up with recipes, right?" So I'm like, "Damn, you're right." When my grandfather, uh, when he, when I can when I ain't go to church, he made me finish his Sunday dinners, like my whole life. You see what I'm saying? But you don't never know that these things are going to pay off they later for you. They preparing you for they something. They preparing you for something. Right. So I'm chasing this other dream, but this mission that I'm, that's right in front of me don't right. even know this is the mission that God really gave me. Correct. i never forget this cam. My aunt was dying from cancer and I went to church with her. And I'm at the, I'm talking about nobody can steer me from ball. I love Spalding when I love any woman, bro. Right, you right, see what I'm right. saying? And the pastor told me, he was like, you ain't going to make it to the NBA. You're going to be a pastor. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be no pastor. But now I'm spreading a message to people every day. Pastor in your just, own way. yeah, in my own way. It ain't just about standing on the pulpit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When when these young kids out here, they coming to support me. They listening to me. They watching my interviews. I'm being a pastor to them. I'm giving them game. Right. So sometimes we don't even be understanding our own mission right. until the passion comes to, in that mission, and you start saying, "Damn." Correct. Now I'm a philanthropist. I started with food. You right. see what I'm saying? One thing starts to another. Like one thing that like turns your car on might not be the place to take you to where you got to go until you keep going to your mission. Like right now, you're an athlete. You're a football player, you know what I'm saying? Star football player. Been your whole career. Mm -hmm. But now, you know what I'm saying? Look what you're doing. You're bigging up entrepreneurs, your show and everything. You're talking to people. You're giving them a spotlight, a way to talk about their careers. Mm -hmm. That's a part that you know that that may not have been in your vision years ago. You Correct. know what I'm saying? So we every every part of your life and levels you get to in your life, different things is gonna be for you that was meant for you. Man, God's so good, bro. Yeah. Because even in this, um, you know, talking to multiple guests and and different topics kind of come come up, and I admit it, and I I keep it a book, or as I say, I keep it funky, and just say, bro, I hated school. Me too, bro. Uh, the bro. Bro, I like. But you know what? That, we, we make it hate, the feathers, though. I hate I to say hated it. That school. Way. Yeah, I did too. But bro. the thing I loved about school, though, and this is what makes this situation easy, I love people. Yeah. So it didn't matter if it was the bully, didn't matter if it was the nerd, didn't matter if it was the teacher's pet, didn't matter if it was my partner, didn't matter if it was the pretty girl, didn't matter if it was the ugly girl. If I caught you in the hallway, and we were both bullshitting or whatever. I'm gonna talk to you. Yeah, that's just who I was. You know, what but I'm that's saying? your personality, though. Correct. That's like you could you could have been the best football player you wanted to be, but your personality got to make people say, "Damn, I like him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like what he represents. He's a good athlete, but also a good mm-hmm. person. It's a lot of people that's good at what they do, but it's not good to people. Right. But them people don't look that they not looked upon as legendary at the end of it all. Right. You know what I'm saying? Bro, in this life, you you said it. 
in this life, bro, you're going to need people. Yeah. So as, you know, God is working on me continuously, like still to this day, still working for me and working on me and just working up under the hood and saying, you know what, Cam, I done prepared you for this. Like I, I will tell anybody who knows me, like, bro, I do not want to be no sports analyst. I hate talking about something that I committed to for decades. And I've been playing football since I was seven years old, bro. That level of commitment, that level of drive, that level of determination is work, what got me to that, to where I'm at now. So yeah. now I'm like, bro, I don't want to do that. I, 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 I'm like, if somebody's talking about football, bro, miss me with that shit. It's more to me than just the game. LeBron said it, bro, we're more than athletes. And anybody who speaks on, you know what I'm saying, that specific type of steez is just like, bro, I, I like fashion, bro, I like art, bro, I'm an artist. You know what I'm saying? I write a lot of shit down. I got the gift of gab. I, you know, I really love catering to people. But although I am of those things, I'm a social introvert. But people, but people see that in you though. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like if your personality ain't lean that way, mm -hmm. they only gonna look at you for being a good football player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of us, we don't be letting that part out that people don't know about us because they know that's the star of you for that thing. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So they don't know how to pivot to say, nah, I'm more than that. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I do this too. You know what I'm saying? We hide from that part. And I think we're doing a better job at that now because honestly, you look at the entrepreneur now. The entrepreneur right now is a new celebrity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like people looking up the entrepreneurs like they're looking up to the biggest athlete or the biggest rapper because yeah. now they seeing people that's actually using their brain, which... To which, figure it you out. You know what I'm saying? To figure it out, which mm -hmm. we never did in America in the spotlight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We had entrepreneurs back in even the 50s, 40s, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Our people. But it wasn't the spotlighted because they, they always had a platform. You know what they called it though? A small black owned business. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was always called small. So us as humans, when we see something that says small or the title line don't sound good, we don't even attempt to read it. It's branding. Exactly. <laughs> Big days, motherfucker. You know not saying? little days. You get what I'm saying? saying? So it's like when you when you when you looking at something and it's not attracting your eye, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It could be somebody in a cut that's like a super billionaire, right? Yeah. But if it's not a popular thing they doing, nobody's paying attention. Right. And I and like uh I was talking to this guy a couple months ago and he was a wealthy guy and he was like, Yeah, but man, you know, I got all the money, but I don't have the power. Like I don't have the people, you know, like that, like that the culture of you guys have, the way you guys can maneuver, mm -hmm. because it's it's a difference between having money and being a trendsetter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You can't make people follow you if you're lame. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't. <laughs> if they're not feeling you, if they're they, not, they fucking nah, with they, if you if your narrative that you pushing, you know what I'm saying, ain't sellable where these people could feel like that they could. People want to feel you, bro. No, how bad, no, no matter how big you get, mm -hmm. they want to be able to ask you questions. Right. They want to be able to get answers. They don't want it to feel like, oh yeah, tell security to move them back and all that. Like they want to be able to understand relate. you. Relate. Yeah, relate to you. So when you take that from them, then you become like all the rest of them. Correct. That's what I stay strong at doing is that, yeah, you know, you gotta be mindful of what you pitch yourself around so you ain't mm -hmm. in harm's way, but you gotta let these people feel you and understand yeah. you and get them game. So it's a lot of people out here struggling and stressed out that you could say a couple words to that's going to pick them right back up and right. get them back rolling again. Man, listen, this whole platform is that it, it does me just a good deal just to see somebody out and they be like, bro, I fuck with your shit, bro. I fuck with you. I fuck with your platform. I fuck with Funky Friday. I fuck with all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And just to hear that, 
they know me from one thing, but obviously, you know, like you said, pivoted or made a pivot to a different thing. I think right now what I would love to kind of highlight is, bro, you come in here with some Tim's, you know, jeans, um, Rolex watch. And nice. I got on a black owned brand that I, that I just invested in. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? All that shit. But that's not corporate. Nope. You got hair. You got facial hair. And I think for me, man, my father, he like I, I give him all the, the honor because he's the most influential person in my life. But that doesn't mean I do everything he tells me to do. When I, when I made this transition of really not giving a fuck, and it wasn't on no rebel shit. It wasn't on no, you know, I'm, you know, y'all going right, I'm gonna go left type yeah. shit. It was more like I had to identify myself. Yeah, you gotta know who you are. You know what I'm saying? It happened when I started growing my hair out. And I remember doing an interview with Steve Harvey, and Steve, you know, after after the thing, he was like, bro, you need to get back to 2015 can. I knew what he was saying, but I was like, yeah. How did you take that though? I feel and still feel the same way. And shout out to Uncle Steve, right? But like I told my father, I said, Pop, what you don't understand is I relate to more people the way I look now than how I look with the clean shave, with this and with that. All I'm, all I'm here on this earth to do is to empower the younger generation to say, man, he looked just like me. Yeah, and that's and, and that's exactly what I'm pushing, exactly what you just said, because even in your early career, right, mm -hmm. where you saying like, all right, well, these commercials, I gotta look this way, right. you know what I'm saying? They want me to put makeup on, and you know, how, however it goes, right. you still living in a different purpose that you wanna be in, mm -hmm. because you know that now you're a brand. Right. But now, so at some point, you got to say, listen, I'm branding myself so people understand who I really am. Correct. So I never wanted to lose that branding mm -hmm. of people saying it's authentic. You know what I'm saying? Even I started growing my locks out in, in, the, in the pandemic because I didn't want to get no haircut at the time. Mm -hmm. But my hair really gave me a different identity because I'm saying to myself, you know what? I ain't got to worry about making sure that it's intact because I feel confident and comfortable Correct. how I look. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get me how I am. Or you ain't gonna get me at all. I swear to you. You feel me? It's it, 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 like you, especially in corporate America. You know what I'm saying? Where it's a look that goes about it. And my challenge right now is, if I ask you a question, and I say, "How many billionaires have dreadlocks?" Hove. You don't know nobody else. Nah. Hove. You know what I'm saying. But you know how many people he impacting with the money? Man, he's a person who I look to as the standard of entrepreneurship. And, and yeah, same way for me. And he a hustler. He a, he he made a, a pivot in his life where he was like, bro, you know, I'm sitting up here making music, good music. I can make an easy multi-million dollar deal by just going on tour again. But at the same time, the longevity is really in working with my brain rather than everything else. And that's how I say to myself, every single owner is a rarity where a sports owner actually played that sport. Yeah, no, no, that's fact. You feel me? Yeah. So something has to be up to say, like, if I want to own the Atlanta Falcons, if I want to own the Carolina Panthers, if I want to own the Atlanta Braves, if I want to own the LA Dodgers, in any type of capacity, 
Those guys made a decision early on in their life, whether they had means to something or not, they still figured it out. I think a lot of us, and this is what I challenge, you know, the people who look like me is, bro, challenge yourself to get uncomfortable to start using your brain in a way that's not affecting negativity in, in society. I think we gotta start controlling our traumas first before we do that because mm -hmm. the thing is this, right? I tell people like, you know how like they say your brain only keep a certain amount of memory, right? Mm -hmm. Trauma don't go away because it's always there. That's right. one memory that don't go away. But until you learn how to get your traumas away and trick your traumas and learn your vices, even if that all the way down to drinking water. I, I used to hate water. Mm. And really that's all I drink now because I had to say, you know what? I gotta get off the juices. Like all the way down to small stuff, when mm -hmm. you start you know, tricking your brain and mastering the mind of what you really yeah. want, the bigger stuff going to be easy. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So we got to really find ourselves and really like say, okay, we know what happened before. We're never going to forget what happened before because right. it's important for us to keep going. But now what's the mission to change all that? Right. Two we, things. Yeah. Two things before I get out of here, man, that I, that I really, you know what I'm saying, want to touch on. Um, number one, obviously, you just recently got engaged to a very prominent businesswoman in Atlanta. What she's been able to do, bro, that's is, amazing, is something that's like, golly, if it ain't Jordan's ain't or fashion or something or or a show, ain't nobody about to be wrapped around no damn nah. block to nah. eat a damn vegan burger. Yeah. What are but we again, doing? She, but, but then again, yeah, her product is amazing, but she's selling hope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's selling hope to all the young girls out there, all the young guys out there saying, damn, it's a black woman that owned this and is vegan and mm. vegan food wasn't popular and she made it popular. Correct. You know what I'm saying? That's like you putting out something. And derogatory yeah, at that, and, to be honest and, yeah, with you. And, and listen, but, but again to what we was talking about, right? Being ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the reason why her mission helped, helped for her and worked for her is because she never altered herself. She yeah. stayed as who she was when she first put the brand out. Right. All the things that she put out was her. It was yeah. authentic. authentic. So then when you, got, when you got the other side now saying... Wait a minute, it's a black woman right now selling vegan food mm -hmm. because it's no race on wanting to be healthy. Correct. You know what I'm saying? But we was taught that like if you wanted to be healthy, that was their food. Right. You know what I'm saying? She made it everybody food and showed her how to sell it they way, right. her way. Right. And it wound up being a massive success. You know what I'm saying? So even with that, to to the second part to that question, is there ever a competition in obviously Dave's cheesesteaks? And slutty vegan, like um, how how do y'all you know keep that healthy rivalry? Even if it's a rivalry, that may not be the right, proper word, but no, no, I get what you're saying. No, nah, it's other? never been that because we always trying to help each other. Mm. Like it could be four in the morning, five in the morning, three in the morning, whatever. Our ideas bounce off each other, and how we could big up our business and how we build it together. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, I got with her because. It was powerful. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm talking about when we first started talking, it was a conversation that I never felt. So it was never a competition from the get go. It was always a motivation. Like nothing feels better when your woman can motivate you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like real motivation. Like wow. I literally look at the stuff she's doing sometimes and I'd be like, yo, you make me want to go harder or she'll say vice versa what I'm doing. But right. it's never like, oh, who going to get there first? Because mm -hmm. we're going to get to the B together regardless. Right. So even, even with that, and this brings me to my last topic, it's like in, 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 in our community, we are faced with traumas 
that we most of the time hide. Yeah. Right? One of those traumas is really love, right? And I seen you prior to, you know what I'm saying, them pressing the red button, you dictating and you, you know what I'm saying, putting things together. And how are you able to really identify, really number one, making that big step of your life to commit to somebody or bring somebody into your life permanently? Um, and also like the traumas of love, like how do you love that? In, in, in a sense, in, so I used to, so I used to have a hard problem with that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I ain't ashamed to say, like, I just got fluently saying that to my mother. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was a kid, my family ain't used that word a lot. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the men in my family ain't never really used that "I love you" where you felt the love. Yeah. You know they loved you, yeah. but you never really heard it. You know they loyal. Yeah, they loyal. You know, and they you know gonna, what I'm saying? They ride for you. Yeah, my grandfather used to say like. He'll work in Virginia, but every night he drove back to Philly because he never wanted my grandmother to ever sleep without him. Mm. Because in those marriages back in the day, it was more of a loyalty thing, right? Mm. But they never used that word love, and I never heard it that much. So growing up, I never used that word that much until I got grown and I started saying, you know what? Like, I got to start, you know, changing that feeling and, right. and growing the love. And to be honest, when I got in a relationship with Pinky, I feel like that's the first time I really understood love because it was a thing that like I can control whereas though you know like when you might be with somebody and you still you got multiple different people on the side or whatever you're doing like I really stay focused in my mission with her you know what I'm saying yeah. I stay intact in with her because I don't need to look nowhere else because all my attention is there this is the first time like I really Feel locked the love. In. I'm locked in. <laughs> I'm locked all the I way feel in. Feel that motherfucker. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I see it. But that's true though. And this is a this is really free game for really women out there. It's like you got a lot of women that's chasing this look, this feel that in in, in reality, it's a you versus you thing. Yeah. It ain't you versus Kylie. It ain't you versus Kim K. It ain't you versus J Lo. It ain't you versus Beyonce. It's you versus you, and it don't matter how many uh, Botox injections, it don't matter how many BBLs, it don't matter how many titties. Yeah, it's still you, yeah. It's still you, and if you don't heal that trauma, you're going to be over here following these different trends. I just had a person, bro, where really this is the first time in my life, bro, I'm keeping it a big buck. I'm able to have female friends. Me too, and it feels good <laughs> because it's, because you bro. know why though you know why I feel good because when somebody give you that much leeway, you know you're not gonna mess up because the trust and the feeling yeah. is there. When you gotta tiptoe and have friends right. and all of that, like it becomes something that you feel like you got a lot of yourself about. You Correct. you might ain't you might be actually being loyal in the situation, right. but you don't know how to tell it to your partner, Correct. and then it makes you look like you're doing something. And it's not and 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 still on this topic of. Free game to the females. A lot of males don't have safe avenues to speak freely. Like, man, I always give my girl her flowers as much as I can because it's like, baby, I just appreciate you keeping it a buck. Like, I'm able to say, listen, babe, I'm 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 weak right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I need that. Yeah, I, 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 like it's t it's tough. I'm going through something where you can't go through, my daddy can't go through, my brothers can't go through, my partners can't go through, to be able to, number one, have money and access to anything that I want. How do you, how do you maneuver in that? But if I tell you that, it's either 
you're going to use that as a shielding for me, which I need, or you're going to use that as ammunition to shoot back at me. And I don't need that. And a lot of women are guilty of shooting that information and not creating that safe atmosphere for their partner to be able to talk and say, you know what, babe, like, it's tough. It's, it's heavy. Nah, that's real. And we gotta, what we got to do, too, as men is, and both parties, men and women, we can't take our old traumas into new relationships. Mm. Whether it's relationships, business adventures, mm -hmm. just friendships, like we gotta we gotta give ourselves that leeway to say, you know, this is a fresh start. You know what I'm saying? I'ma be the I'ma be the person I know I am, who I am, versus nah, this person did this to me before. Mm -hmm. I ain't about to let I ain't this about to get fucked again. Nah, like, no. See, we be blocking our own blessings with that because like I used to do that early on, like even with business, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be talking to somebody that'd be like, you know, I could help you out, get you know, put you in the right position with people, and the whole time you think in your head, like you ain't stealing my shit. Mm -hmm. But that's that trauma, because mm -hmm. there's some people out here that really ain't trying to steal your shit. They really trying to help Genuine you. Genuine shit. Yeah. Genuine shit. Yeah. It be times, bro, that like you just said, bro, you got to get out your own way. You can't block your own blessings, and a lot of our demons and enemies is that person in the mirror. You Facts. feel me? And if you can ever clear it, even from taking a taking a step to say, you know what, bro? Like, let me try this shit out. Let me just see what it's gonna be. You know, I I, I really want to learn how to play an instrument. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, Damn, I'm too I, old. I, I really want to learn how to play the piano bad. You know what I'm saying? That shit player. Yeah, you I'm feel trying, me? Yeah, cause like, but but again, those are the things that we learning now that's that's dope to us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But growing up. You ain't really, you can have music class mm -hmm. and you could have been walking around with a trumpet, your teacher saying you got to pass the class, but you really ain't focusing on that unless mm -hmm. that's your dream. You know what right. I'm saying? You like, why am I taking this course? Like, what is this going to help me with later on? Right. But then later on, you start saying, you actually learn how to play the trumpet, play the piano it might be your mental part where you stressing and mm -hmm. you can, that might be your safe space that you can Correct. get into your zone and understand who you are. Yeah. So we can't block ourselves out of stuff that's put in our face sometimes. We got to just understand like everything in this world, we got to find out what's for us and that's going to help us grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, I like that. I love that. I love that. And as we end things here, bro, at Funky Friday, we're going to do it in unison. We're going to start with this camera right here. Then we're going to go to this camera right here. And then we're going to finish off with that camera right there in the middle. Got one finger. <laughs> we're going to do it in unison. Maybe he ain't hear me. He got them cheese steaks in the, you know what I mean? What we like, doing? What we doing? We're going to do it in unison. We're going to go right here no, to no, this no. camera. No, no, no. What you say? I ain't hear you. What you said? No, I'm talking about what you said before that. Them cheese steaks. No, 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 no. Before, the, before we got to that part, you said what we're going to do in the camera? We're going to do it in unison. Oh, all right. All right. You good? You locked in? I'm locked in. And man, man, let me check that cup. That Uncle yeah, Nares. Shout out to, I, shout out to yeah, one. Yeah, shout out to my man Kenny Burns, man. Uncle Nares, you know, I had to have that on there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to do it in unison <laughs> with this camera right here. Then we're going to go to this camera right here. Then we're going to go to that. Finish with that camera right here. We hey, got listen. Say it. Go ahead. You, go ahead. What you about to do? Here we go. One finger. <laughs> one pinky. One thumb. One love, man. Yo, D. Appreciate you, no, bro. No, for real. Yes, sir. Yes, Already. sir. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir, Ski.